QuackCast 169, a review of supplements, complementary, and alternative medicine, i.e. scams. This one's called Leaky Bowel. We, meaning science-based medicine, are at a disadvantage. We have to rely on reality to validate the practice of medicine. You know, anatomy, physiology, pharmacology, chemistry, the basic sciences that made up the first two years of medical school education and a huge chunk of pre-med. And we have to rely on the truth, as slippery a concept as that can be. But I just can't make up a disease or a therapy. It would be so much easier not to have to worry about reality in deciding on a disease and its treatment for patients with nonspecific symptoms. I recently came across Healthy Life, Leaky Gut Syndrome, in my feeds. I'm always attracted to exclamation marks. They must mean something important or surprising to the author. Quote, it's called Leaky Gut Syndrome, and patients say it can wreak havoc on everyday life. But some doctors say there's no such thing, exclamation mark. Some doctors. Hmm. Must be that pesky 10% or so of obstructionist physicians who don't recommend Tylenol or Advil. Judging from the PubMed, if you are going to rely on reality and science as your basis for the diagnosis of leaky gut syndrome, it would be more accurate to say that because of an almost complete lack of supporting basic science and the few therapeutic trials showing no effect, virtually no physician with an understanding of GI physiology gives the disease credence which is why I suppose leaky gut is a disease diagnosed and treated often by naturopaths. It is, they say, a household name in the naturopathic world. Exclamation mark. If leaky bowel is treated at the Center for Integrative Medicine of the Cleveland Clinic and has also been promoted by Dr. Oz, then you know that there is probably little legitimacy. The company you keep, birds of a feather and all that. So what is leaky gut syndrome? Now the theory is that tight junctions of the bowel break down and food wiggles through into the bloodstream and interacts in an adverse way with the immune system. Rather than being exposed to its elemental components, the immune system is presented with large chunks of undigested foie gras, Twinkies, Jif, objectively the best peanut butter, and beer. Am I oversharing? as well as bacteria, parasites, and, of course, toxins. These substances then interact with the immune system in dysfunctional ways to cause a host of symptoms and diseases, from fatigue to diabetes to multiple sclerosis to autism. Now, alterations in intestinal permeability can occur in patients with inflammatory bowel diseases, sprue, and other diseases. But as often the case in pseudomedicines, the concept is used with less than perfect accuracy until, quote, the topic is further confused by the use of the term leaky gut syndrome within the lay and alternative medicine communities, and even by some physicians, that claims that this is responsible for a dizzying array of disorders, including chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, allergies, depression, and skin disorders, end of quote. The diagnosis is made on the basis of a variety of nonspecific syndromes and occasionally the use of a lactose mannose assay to determine if there is a leaky gut. Quote, Remarkably, 
several internet vendors promoting leaky gut syndrome treatments also provided mail-order lactulose mannitol assays. Thus, patients may arrive with their own lactulose mannitol data. End of quote. Remarkably, I had to smile. Occasionally, real physicians wander into the morass that is alternative diagnosis and treatment and are shocked, shocked to find inadequate medical diagnosis and treatment. Louis from Casablanca would certainly understand. Leaky gut is treated with the four R's, a perfect therapy for talk like a pirate day. Remove certain foods, replace with digestive enzymes, re-inoculate using high doses of probiotics, discussed in an earlier podcast, and repair with glutamine. All of these interventions are without good support in the scientific literature or clinical trials that I could find. Glutamine, to treat leaky bowel as an example, has zero hits for clinical trials. Not even a bad case report or series in a low-impact journal. For scams, that is indeed remarkable. Usually there is at least a horribly done clinical trial or some case reports to support pseudomedical interventions. I have been looking at scams for years, and it is rare to find so little supporting data for a therapy. Quote, The leaky gut cures being sold at a variety of internet sites in alternative medicine stores should be considered with caution. None have been tested in randomized clinical trials, and they may do more harm than good. As is noted, quote, leaky gut symptoms are not unique. They are shared by other problems as well. And tests often fail to uncover a definite cause of the problem. That can leave people without a diagnosis and therefore untreated. It is crucial, Kirby says, to find a doctor who will take time with you and take your concerns seriously. Take your concerns seriously. Yes, of course, but not necessarily agree with your diagnosis of leaky gut. As I have mentioned in the past, I never deny that a patient is suffering or claim that their suffering is not real. And I am not a fan of psychosomatic illness, although I have no doubt there is some interaction between the brain and a variety of symptoms. Still, I wonder if patients who seek care from pseudomedical providers respond differently to their symptoms. It has always been curious to see how people with ostensibly identical illnesses respond differently. Perhaps those seeking care for their leaky gut and other pseudodiagnoses are different, but not with their gut. Quote, I am, integrative medicine, patients reported higher levels of perceived stress, pain, and depressive symptoms, and lower quality of life compared with national norms. Per provider reports, 60% of patients had at least one of the following, stress, fatigue, anxiety, depression, and or sleep disorders. Pain, having both physiological and psychological components, was also included and is the most common condition treated in integrative medicine clinics. And how much of these diseases are taught to the patient by both the culture and the pseudo-medical provider? Is leaky gut or chronic Lyme or chronic fatigue syndrome and the response such as it is to therapy a learned response? I came across a curious article in PLOS One, quote, multi-acupuncture point injections and their anatomical study in relation to neck and shoulder pain syndrome, so-called katakori in Japan. Quote, katakori is a symptom name that is unique to Japan 
and refers to myofascial pain-like clinical signs in the shoulder girdle. Katakori is what is called a culture-bound syndrome, and there are quite a few other culture-bound syndromes, ranging from Thandeth to Koro to Buffet Dilerante. People can have unique reactions to stress with other symptoms that are culturally determined and approved. One of the constant topics of discussion is why these pseudo-medical diagnoses and treatment persist despite a lack of scientific validation. If you put culture-bound syndrome into PubMed, there is very little concerning U.S. culture-bound syndromes. The references mostly concern the process in immigrants to the U.S. who import their culture-bound syndrome from their country of origin. But there is no reason to doubt that the U.S. should have its own culture-bound syndromes. To quote the Wikipedia, quote, A culture-specific syndrome is characterized by, one, categorization as a disease in the culture, two, widespread familiarity in the culture, three, complete lack of familiarity or misunderstanding of the condition to people in other cultures, four, no objectively demonstrable biochemical or tissue abnormalities, and five, the condition is usually recognized and treated by the folk medicine of the culture. And, quote, the term culture-bound syndromes denotes recurrent, locality-specific patterns of aberrant behavior and troubling experience that may or may not be linked to a particular dsm 4 diagnostic category. Many of these patterns are indigenously considered to be illnesses, or at least afflictions, and most have local names. Although presentations conforming to the major dsm 4 categories can be found throughout the world, the particular symptoms, course, and social response are very often influenced by local cultural factors. In contrast, cultural-bound syndromes are generally limited to specific societies or culture areas and are localized folk diagnostic categories that frame coherent meanings of certain repetitive pattern and troubling sets of experiences and observations. End of quote. Sound familiar? Chronic Canada, chronic Lyme, leaky bowel, gluten sensitivity, electromagnetic sensitivity, and many of the other syndromes covered by this podcast in science-based medicine would seem to meet the definition and are perhaps a good conceptual framework for understanding these processes. I'll leave that to the anthropologists and the psychologists to sort out. But it is fun to participate occasionally in some wild-ass speculation. Hey, you think the world needs more Mark Chrislip? I certainly do. If you failed to make it to Nexus last April, there are now three videos up for your entertainment. I am in two of them, How Acupuncture Works and a panel, Scare Tactics, the Media Response to Infectious Diseases. There is also a nice talk by Dr. Novella, Science-Based Medicine Beyond Integrated Medicine. So if you're bored, and I know you are, wander on over to the YouTubes and look up the Nexus videos. Otherwise, we'll bring this to an end. The references, of course, are available at Science-Based Medicine from the blog entry of the same name, Leaky Bell, on June 12, 2015. Otherwise, wander on over to edgydoc.com, where you can find links to my growing multimedia empire, and, of course, write me glowing reviews on iTunes. I don't ask for much, do I? Just the world.
Talk to you next time. Bye.